Good morning, good morning. How are you? Hope you're doing well. Uh, we had that f- one of those uh, fun Missouri nights, right, where you go to bed wearing t-shirt and shorts and thinking the days are awesome, and then you wake up and you're like, winter is here. <laughs> um, hope you enjoyed the little bit of snow we got, of course the melt, then back to almost fall, and then back to winter. <laughs> We're in uh, the last week of this series, Making Change, uh, and I've checked the comfort zone is an easy place to stay, no matter your age, no matter where you're at in life, whether you're a teenager or whether you're uh, in the uh, chronically superior stage of your life. I heard that this last week. I thought that was an awesome way uh, of labeling something. Uh, whether you're in that stage of your life, uh, it's easy to just to stay where it's comfortable. It's easy to stay where uh, things are you understand, you've controlled outcomes to a certain degree, things feel good. And in our finances, man, it is one of the easiest ways to just pretend like we know what we're doing. And to pretend like everything's under control, all the answers have been found, everything is good. And no matter the age, we always have to feel like that because then, then we can kind of find a little solace and security in that uh, to a certain degree inside our own soul, inside our own peaceful daily life. That everything's fine, everything's fine, everything's good. And so I've challenged you to say growing people change and that we have to be people that take the next step in every area of our life. That's what we're about. And this is one of those areas that I've said, look, don't be, don't be drawn fences around this area and say, you can do anything else, God, I'm great with it. But this area, this is kind of like my thing. Uh, Because I, I, as we've kind of seen over the last three weeks, as we've discussed, uh, this has incredible potential to be devastating to your growth if you continue to leave this area untouched, as well as it has unleashed potential, untapped potential, to do incredible things for your heart, to do incredible things that would flow into other areas of your life. And so what we've discussed over the last three weeks is less is more, stress is bad, and giving is good, all right? Less is more, stress is bad, and giving is good. And it really is that simple, all right? Uh, Less is more, stress is bad, giving is good. And today is the last of the four, and it is tomorrow matters. Tomorrow matters. Now, one of the things I've been um, privy to is the struggles of my generation, generation kind of Y. And the reason why I say that I've been privy to it is because I'm like the dead center of it, all right? So I've gotten to watch some of the friends. And uh, how many of you are, all right, let's And uh, let's say 30. Eight. All right, how many of you between that? Okay, so anybody that's in that age uh, has experienced a little bit of change in our technology. Would you not, uh, would you say that? Uh, for example, I did not have a smartphone when I went to high school. Okay, yeah, that did not exist. All right, some of you, uh, how many of you guys were on like one of those uh, f- uh, phone lines that was like a group phone line? Like you had to, you know, it was a party line. Like you had to kind of check to make sure anybody else was on that one. All right. How many of y'all grew up with dial-up internet? All right. Where, all right, there you go. Yeah, right, right. How many of you are still living in that world and you're just praying, God, take me out. <laughs> take me to the next place. All right. No, that dial-up internet, right? You had to see who was on the phone and then you kind of had to play games. You're like, all right, now listen. <laughs> give, me, give me 10 minutes. I got to download one song. <laughs> all right. And then... <laughs> 
But the truth is, uh, what's happened over that time, and I know it's not just my generation, I know the generation before us and the generations after now are experiencing this too, but I think my generation, that, that solid center, and those aren't exact numbers, I think I mixed a little bit, but I think what we've experienced is this, uh, this natural thing that has happened where we want instant gratification. Everything has, has kind of shifted that uh, I no longer want to watch a show week to week. I want to binge watch it. All of it, right now, all right? Uh, and I no longer uh, have to wait for the radio to possibly play the song that was so cool that I heard once, but I can just Google it, and I don't even have to have the right words. Google's smart enough to figure out the words that I thought it was saying <laughs> and say the words that it really was, and then find the song. And what that does is inside of our hearts and inside of our lives, it starts to create this feeling that our comfort zone is today. Uh, Our comfort zone is now. Uh, Our comfort zone is immediate. Uh, It's it's right now. And and what what happens is that tomorrow doesn't feel as desperate. Uh, It doesn't feel as needed. Uh, Tomorrow, as my my three-year-old and five-year-old would say, it's so far away. And so what happens is today's problems, today's feelings, today's decisions become the ones that are most important, and they elevate themselves to being the only things that are important. And the truth is, tomorrow matters. Tomorrow matters a lot. There's a couple verses that I think this is just easily pointed out. I mean, this is not something that, this is like common sense that the Bible just speaks to. You always love that. By the way, I forgot my belt today. So if it looks like I'm just constantly doing, it is. That's because I am, all right? I'm an adult. All right, now, Proverbs 21.20 in the NLT says this, and I like this. uh, The wise have wealth and luxury, but the fools spread whatever they got all right, or whatever they get. Uh, Here's a fun figure for you. It's around 70%, maybe a little fluctuates around the country. It's around 70% of American families live paycheck to paycheck right now. That is crazy. Paycheck to paycheck, which, which basically means that your monthly bills, if you lost your job, you would struggle to make them over the next month. And that is kind of a scary statistic. So you read that, and, and that immediately makes me go, so we're a bunch of fools, right? But our world has us tricked. Our perception has us tricked into thinking we're wise, or it's normal. If it's not even simple enough, this is like one of those Proverbs, when I heard this, I was like, this is so cool. How have I never read this before? This is in the Bible, and it's like, it's one of those like, oh, duh. (laughs) Uh, Read Proverbs 6, slap in the face. I read this, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider its ways to be wise. Ants are smarter than you. That's how he starts this. It has no commander, no overseer, no ruler, yet it stores its provisions in summer and gathers its food at harvest. What? (laughs) Pause. How many of y'all have ever considered you might be doing stupid stuff and that ants might be smarter than you? The Bible is clear. Tomorrow matters. 
Wisdom is clear. Wisdom is clear. The tomorrow matters. Now, why that matters, uh, that, that comes down to... Um, let me just give you an example of this. Um, if tomorrow there is nothing in a larger way that is going to affect you or the world or people around you, then today is all that matters. But if tomorrow there is a vision that cannot be completed in today but could be present in tomorrow, then tomorrow is the journey you're on to a greater thing. Perfect example. Parenting. If every parent judged your ability to parent by one day, how many of y'all had a good week? You know what I'm talking about? Can we just go down that, just go down that road for just a minute, all right? How many of you see immediate results in your teenage boy or son, or boy or girl, with uh, the conversations as a parent? Immediate results. Like you go into their room, you are logically ready, prepared, you got everything, I'm going to figure this example out, and then you say it, and what do they do? Exact opposite. Right? So do we just give up being parents? (laughs) Yes. Okay, we're done. Let's go. Cool. (laughs) It's the truth though, right? Like some days you're like, that was meaningless, hopeless, there was no possible way. My sister's in nursing school. She called me the other day. Do you know your brain doesn't learn how to make fully mature decisions until 26? And I was like, that makes so much sense. Connecting all these dots. Wait, I got married at 21. (laughs) Don't think about that too much. All right. Now, here's the thing. I got lucky. She got, yeah. (laughs) She's all right. (laughs) See, here's the thing. I say all that to say this. We, we naturally recognize that we make investments in people. We naturally recognize that we make investments in our work. You didn't learn how to do your job in a day. You didn't leave and go, I'm just stink at this. No, you, you, you made small investments over the course of the time in the hopes that in the future you would have a career. In the hopes in the future that your kids would learn how to live life. Not daily things you're like, oh, I'm a failure. I'm not. No, no, no. Over the course of time, small investments, small things that we place in the world around us that lead to larger things, that lead to larger things being done. If you've ever experienced the movie Groundhog Day, I may be dating myself here by saying that. There's only so much in the course of one day that could be completed. But in that movie, as one man lives one day over and over again, He's able to learn a multitude of skills. It's like in a day, his livelihood, his life is actually exposed for what it really is. It's one day at a time, one investment at a time, one moment at a time that builds on itself. And why we can get that and that can burn into our heads, and we recognize that with our relationships, and why we can have that be something that would motivate us to to learn skills or go to the moon or build something or create something that we would test ourselves and invest in something and learn, but yet we would never bring it into our finances. I don't know what's wrong in my heart, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, what's broken in me that I don't connect those dots? That I don't recognize that, that what I've been given is an opportunity. 
that what, that what I have possibly could be used for something greater than my stomach of today. That what I've been given could, could actually be a blessing to someone else that doesn't happen today. It could be something that is, that is a part of a larger mission that my choices on a daily would lead to something that, that could be greater. And, and what, if, what if we really believe that our choices financially, daily, are a choice to believe that tomorrow really does matter? So, as I've hopefully stirred in you and in myself, as I, I told you this whole series as I've been preaching this, it's always like this super convicting thing. By the end of it, I'm like, great, let's just, ugh, this is tough. Especially because of the time of year we are, right? Because for most of us, let's be honest, the next month, it's kind of like one of those you just kind of black out. Just coma, right? You're just like, yeah, whoa, whoa. What day is it? It's 2019, how did we get here? It's like, and I know that's what the month of December is. And going into Thanksgiving, it just seems like a whirlwind. But what if, this is the thing I'm just going to say before we start. What if you've been living in the demands of each Christmas so much that you've forgotten about day one of 2019 until it comes? And what if this year you could change that? What if this year you, you believe tomorrow matters enough that you would change the routine of the holidays? How you spend, how you plan, because you believe that maybe setting your family up, setting this community up, setting a bigger thing up in your life could be the reason that you take some steps now so that you're not playing catch up for the first three months of the year. So that they're actually setting some things up for tomorrow. So this is positioned well in my life. I hope this is, you see that this is positioned well in your life to set you up for 2019. For tomorrow. And the opportunities that you have today are maybe to take some steps to prioritize that. To take some steps to prioritize that. And that will take change. It will. It will take change. So if tomorrow matters, what do we do? I'm just going to give you three things because I'm preaching, so that's normally what we do, right? Just three things, all right? These are not all of them. These are just three of them, all right? These are just three simple things. The first thing we're going to do is get a plan, all right? I know this is super simple, but like get a plan. How many of you guys are a fly by the seat of your pants, people? Just go ahead and raise your hand real quick. You're not going to think about it. Just going to raise your hand right now. That's what you're going to do. You don't think about it. Don't process it. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right, cool. Let me just test this in real quick. How many of you guys leave your house and just trust Google Maps to get you there? How many of you leave your house and just trust Google Maps to get you? Raise your hands, people. Some of y'all are like, maybe. All right. All right. I've explained to you that that does not always work in Lawrence County. All right. That sometimes uh, d GPS is not always as dependable. All right. How many of you guys, you look to where you're going before you pull out of the driveway? All right. How many of you guys, all right, test that. You're like, I need to remember where this is. All right. How many of you guys are 75 miles an hour down the highway going, oh, yeah, where are we going? How many of those people? Okay, nobody in here is paying attention. That's okay. We'll get through this together. Now, here's, here's my whole point. 
we would never leave a location without knowing our destination. We would never leave a location without knowing where we're going. And so we're prioritizing a location or a destination that does not have a full definition. No for sure's in tomorrow, right? So the temptation is to live on feelings and to live on what feels right, what feels good, what feels right in the moment, all right? And the problem is that changes a ton. Even if you're the most unemotional person and you don't struggle with feelings at all, there are deep ones inside of you that rule your thoughts, that rule you, and they are absolutely indicators of where you're at. And daily, they can be manipulated and changed. I love this. Emotions are incredible motivators, terrible leaders. Okay? Incredible motivators, terrible leaders. So what you have to do, and what I have to do, is you have to define the destination in your clearest mind possible. You have to determine it before you're going, ah, ah, oh, 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 it's not working. I'm not hearing anything. I don't know where we are. I can't figure it out. And for me, that is so counterintuitive. Because you know why? I know where I'm going. It's not always a manly thing. Sometimes it's just a personality thing. I don't need directions. I got this. And in truth, we need a plan. You need a plan for tomorrow. And that starts with a plan for today. You need a way to think through, prioritize, understand, and see your money. The way we've said it before here at Kingsway is you need to know where your money be going. You need to know where your money be going. Because if you don't know where your money is going, you have no idea where you're going. But I promise you this, crazy, if you look where your money's going in your last bank statement, it will tell you what you've defined as the destination. Your own comfort, your own desires, minute by minute understandings of caffeine, (laughs) minute by minute of constant things that that are entertainment. you You will find your destination. You will figure out what you think tomorrow is all about. And the only way that's going to change is you have to tell your money where to go by telling it what your plan is, what your purpose is, where you want to go, what you think is most important. So then when you hear that, you don't get frightened when I say the word budget. Because when I say the word budget right at the beginning, Everybody in here just feels like we put a straight jacket on, right? And you're like, I don't want to live there. It's constricting and hard, and we don't get to do anything fun. And I just feel like this is just hard and rough and difficult. But the truth is, those constrictions and budgets are what define and help you reach your desired destination, It helps you know that tomorrow is something you've planned for today. We have to get a plan. And I know for some of you here, when I say budget, you're like, great. I got 50 of those. And they're scattered and they've been broken or they just didn't work and such and such came up and such and such happened. I, I get that. 
I, I realize that life happens. I'm not trying to pretend like I wish it all just happened in this protected bubble. You know, we get to pick our budgets and everything lined right up. But I, I know a, a stressful Tuesday can take you straight out of your budget because that food sounds delicious or that click of the mouse on that item online just makes me feel better. And, and I get that. But I'll tell you, there is something in the discipline of deciding ahead of time when you are emotionally not compromised and you are underneath yourself and you're going, yes, this is where I want our family to go. This is the tomorrow where the plan so that when those things arise, it's not a decision that you're making out of chaos or out of emotion, but you're making it with a defined destination ahead of time. Now, there are a multitude of tools, and I'm not going to try to pretend like there's only a one-size-fits-all, but um, I have some of these budget sheets, all right? And there are a couple of them in here, and I'm going to put these on the stage at the end of my message. And if you want to just walk up here, and you're a paper person, and you're like, I'm okay with that. But if you're following on in kingswaymo.info, and you don't need the paper version, you just want to be able to look at something, kingswaymo.info under the sermon notes, there is a link right there that will take you to resources that are free, that could help you. Look, if you're single in here, one of the most attractive things, if you're looking to find a spouse, is how you treat the things right now that are most precious in your life. And that starts with your money. Handle it well. That is an attractive quality. You know what's not an attractive quality when you're single? I got a bunch of debt. I got no money. It's not attractive. All right? You know what is? I'm on a budget. I take care of things. And I even paid off my car. Dang skippy. Spouses, husbands and wives, wouldn't it be fun to have a defined place that you can be teammates against one enemy? against, with one goal, one destination, teammates towards something. Wouldn't it fun to, to celebrate victories together? To get excited about something together? To plan towards a future that you two have talked through together? Wouldn't it be fun to celebrate mile by milestone? Wouldn't it be fun to just have that as something that you can high five, literal high five each other? We did it. Yes! Wouldn't it be fun to have something that that would bring some joy, some, some energy, some life back into it, rather than being stressful and difficult, but there would be some joy in the midst of something that maybe has brought nothing but fear and hurt. Maybe making those decisions when you're not emotionally compromised, but able to sit down and make decisions beforehand and getting a plan could be a part of making tomorrow better. All right, we made it through one. We got two more. I have to speed up. The second one is this. We're going to get a plan, and then we're going to live on less. All right? Oh, I know. I'm touching stuff. Don't, don't touch that. Why would you do that? No, don't do that. <laughs> Here's the, here's the verse out of Ecclesiastes. I love this. Uh, uh, but divide up your investments among many places, for you do not know the risks that might lie ahead. 
You have to plan wisely in order to navigate lots of difficulties in your life. Because I know this, I've, I've, I've had three kids now, They're, the oldest is about to turn seven. It is a guarantee if we leave this state that one of them is going to the emergency room. It's a guarantee. You know what? We just got back from Arizona. You know how many of us went to the emergency room? Two of us. Not even kidding. Two of us. And for some of you, that you might, you might go, oh my gosh, how can I predict that? And I go, no, 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 no. Oh, I can predict it. You ready? It's unpredictable. <laughs> I can predict that the unpredictable will happen. It, it, it just will. And so for us, Sometimes we see our money as something that when it comes in, we have to think wisely, look at the things we have to spend, look at our budgets, figure out our... And then we, re, we re, realize... Do you guys realize you don't see everything that happens before it happens? <laughs> like, you, you don't. You, you, you're not like, oh, oh yeah, I forgot. You know, like paying your property tax. You know, like you show up and you're like, oh yeah, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm adulting, I promise. And even I don't remember everything, let alone the sickness, let alone the car repair, let alone the washer and dryer going out, let alone anything else that possibly could come into your life that would not be an unexpected thing. So guess what? If we believe that tomorrow some of those things could happen and we believe it matters what might happen, then we have to live on a little less now. And rather than just putting up there, we have to save, that's what that means. You have to live on less, and you have to save a little money. You have to hold it back, because you don't know all the things that are coming. <laughs> it's like one of those things when the car breaks, and you're like, gosh, the car had to break now. And I'm like... Well, I mean, it's been driving great for two years. I haven't really looked at it. <laughs> you know, of course it broke. Like, I mean, like, I'm getting mad at the car, and it's like, I'm doing my best. <laughs> Cars break. It's mechanical. It's man-made. It, it's as it has a lifespan. What are we going to We're like, oh, shocked. What? No way. This is a discipline of believing that tomorrow matters. You have to learn to live on less. And this is so hard because our desires and our emotions and our wants, they will flood us. They will, there is always something, right? There is always something. It's always socks or underwear or something that floods in at the last second that you're like, man, we need those. And you're like, yeah, kind of. We do. But maybe we should plan for it. Uh, maybe, maybe we could take a step back and say the words no for a little bit so that we can say yes tomorrow or down the road. Get a plan, live on less, hold some back, save some up, find a way to get some margin in your life. The last one is this. And this is really the heart issue of tomorrow because this is one of the things I feel in my side of myself a lot. Uh, don't try to get rich quick. Uh, don't try to get rich quick. And this isn't like a sermon against the lottery. Some of you and you're like, oh. <laughs> it's a game, all right? Yeah, and, and lots of great things have happened when tons of people come into money really quick. So just keep that in mind. 
That was a joke. <laughs> this is more a heart issue. Uh, this is more you believing that if you had all the money in the world, it would solve all your problems. Uh, this is more thinking that God would bless you more, believe in you more, love you more if you had more money. Uh, this is believing that down the road, that's going to be the only sign that God is with you, is that you have a rich pocketbook, when in my mind, some of the richest people I've known literally own almost nothing and are surrounded by some of the most amazing people. This is one of those things that can get us into trouble. You make investments or take some of that money that you're living on less and you throw it at something without understanding, but just wanting what it could give you. Uh, this is something where you, you literally have your future destination as not a work that God could call you to or a life that would be fully surrendered but a blessing to those around you, but truly is wrapped in your own desire to do stuff for yourself. And when you pray and when you ask and when you desire this, I think it's a true showing of the lack of gratitude probably currently. And I think it's also a true showing that you've missed what truly being rich is. Now, this isn't a knock on being rich. This isn't a knock on problems that it doesn't. In fact, I would say that some of the richest people in the world are some of the most stressed people. Because they have the more to take care of than we do. They have more to be good stewards of than we do. And though it may feel like it would live a, give us luxury and comfort, I promise you it has more weight on the soul than you think. And the Bible says if you are faithful with a little, God will then be faithful with a lot. And a lot of us see that and go, cool, so that's a promise, I'll get rich. And I go, no, 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 that's a father taking care of his kids. That's a father saying, I won't give you until I know that you can handle it. I, I won't give you more than you have because if I did it, it's a weight and, and I want to trust you with something but I want to trust you with it when you're ready and that's not a promise to get you rich like I said this is a promise of a faithful God that says no 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 I am in the business of using broken hurting lost people to do big things And as our faith grows with him, he loves to use us more and more. To get quick, rich quick, would be to circumvent the idea that the relationship with God and the heart of God's want for you is your heart. That's his desire. And he will use everything and anything possible to get that from you, including your money. He will. So, making change. Less is more. Stress is bad. Giving is good. And tomorrow really, really, really matters. So, if I had to boil this down, just give you one statement for today. It would be this. Give, save, and then live on the rest. And those little blanks right there are percentages. And that's something you put in. Giving is good. We trust God first, that's why we give first. We put God first, that's why we give first. 
And I said this last week, and I'll say it again. This is not a cry for us to get money. This is a cry for your heart. Don't give to Kingsway if you think that's what this is about. No, no, no. Give your heart to Christ by giving it first. The thing that most of the time will affect your heart the fastest. Write a check, see how fast your heart starts beating physically. Then once you do that, guess what? You're trusting that God will provide for you by saving for tomorrow. Thing for today. And you're believing that God will still take care of you. And you're being responsible to say that there is something larger you're being called to, meant to make. And you're trusting in that by saving. You're being a good steward by saving. You're recognizing there are ups and downs in your life by saving, by putting tomorrow ahead. By realizing that's a responsible thing to do for what I've been given. And then, once that happens, you live on the rest. Then you just live on the rest. And you don't live scared or fearful. You live trusting God and his abundance. That no matter what happens, no matter what you live in, what you drive, what you wear, that God is taking care of you. And you enjoy what he's given you. You enjoy it. Have some fun with it. <laughs> Celebrate it. Be grateful for it. So here's my challenge. As you're thinking about those percentages, you're thinking about this whole statement, this idea, this series, making change. That's challenging and difficult, but I want you to think about maybe what those percentages have been and what those percentages are right now, maybe. And I want you to think about what your next step is. This is a challenge for you to take a step. To, to not leave those stale, but to truly step into faith. And to put God first. And, and that, honestly, that may look like the percentage of giving goes up. Uh, that, that may look like the percentage of what you save, the discipline, and the call to tomorrow needs to change. You need to take some steps so that you can live on the rest. So that you're living on the rest after being faithful and making some changes to do that. Less is more. Stress is bad. Giving is good. Tomorrow really matters. Pray with me.